This is Moss Whelan and Story in Mind. This is another indoor edition. And I find myself burnt out in front of my computer, uh, the, the word processor, and you know, piled with uh, the, the various inspirations and accoutrement. <clears throat> uh, topic is, oh no, I just had it. Ugh. It it had to do, it was internal, um, so it's the internal, right, so this is the unknown, and um, I'm connecting to that, a character's, sort of, say, a, a, a fear or a fascination with their, um, the unpredictable part of themselves, and this is sort of coming from uh, personal experiences and watching people and uh, also, uh, say, observing our cultural mores, you know, say, things that we're supposed to do versus, say, things that we that we do. And with a, with a point-of-view character, we have this opportunity to look inside our own uh, minds and see what's there. And this is another way to get closer to um, a character, to, to draw the reader in and make the connection by suggesting there is something real and tangible that's going on inside the character's head. And, uh, you know, say for all of us that we have um, this other side of ourself that we would rather not talk about, um, and yet I have, I have seen people who have become quite elaborate with it and that say that they are fascinated with it and they're exploring it. Uh, and yet there's, there are always limits. And, and of course there's a voice in the back of my mind saying, there's no limits, right? You know, you, you see, you could go all the way, but, <clears throat> um, and too. I would argue, yeah, that there are limits. Say, you know, it's weird because, you know, say even the worst person in the world has this weird kind of redeeming quality, right, that, you know, they they like puppy dogs, right? <laughs> and they, you know, they, they have a dog, right, and they really care about the dog. But other than that, they're just, you know, a, a terrible person. Uh, and, yeah, and too, you know, who defines that? Because... Uh, we have legit dictators uh, in the world, and but also we have dictators in the everyday world. You know, people who are lording over other people in this weird kind of bullying um, domination thing. And yeah, this is, for example, management, or it, it could even be closer to home. It could be um, a, a quote unquote quote, big brother, or it could be a, um, you know, a parent, you know, say this, you know, it's a domineering disciplinarian, where, where we have this weird flaring of, of personality that, say, you know, colors the character of that person, or, um, what, what do I want to say? I want to say that it, 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 it makes them come across in a certain way, instead of, showing the, the panorama instead of showing the spectrum of personality. Right. So, uh, looking at characters, I'm looking at um, a bunch of characters. I have four points of view uh, in what I'm working on now. And my hope is to make them... And two, it's not even hope. It's inevitable that they are you know they're from they have different experiences and yet they have shared experiences they have uh, a unique outlook they're an individual but there are universals um, just say things things that we do and and preferences um, that that connect us right so the unknown within um it, it can be things that are known. It's say, uh, things things like a phobia, 
and it's uh, colors the character. I'm just thinking of say the Indiana Jones being afraid of uh, spiders or no no it was the snakes, and so snakes would be cropping up and and there would be it would be sort of weirdly funny uh, because because of this because of these scenes where our point of view character that we're following around is we see them at a weak point they're not in you know indom is it indomitable strong they're not strong all the time 24 hours a day this is uh their kryptonite and there's a fear there's a fear inside that uh this thing in a sense it doesn't cripple them but it it, it just creates this limitation which is good in a sense, all characters really ought to have something like that to um, to assist, to make them not so um, perfect and not, you know, that they can figure out everything. Uh, instead, we, we ought to be giving them, I don't want to say disabilities, but I've just said it, um, things that are noticeable, but still on topic. I'm I'm going for the unknown that's in the character. Uh, abilities and abilities and weaknesses both. We all have um, these hidden strengths but we also have these hidden weaknesses and that can be terrifying when you um, find out something, say, uh, I'll position it as the character, when the character finds out something about themselves that in a way undermines their um, identity and weakens them. Some some knowledge or say, uh, I'm just thinking of it right now, it's like finding out that there's, you know, say that in a sense that this character is uh, racist, that there are um, elements of their personality, say that they they have grown up in some kind of environment that that fosters something that is um, unsavory, and th th they've been surrounded by it, but they've never looked at it before, and they they've never addressed it, um, and and the rest of the world moves on. Uh, I'm just thinking because I'm reading Harry Potter right now, and book five we're moving to the middle of the book, and it's this is something that has sort of washed over from the previous book is um, it's called I think it's a society for the prevention and then is it is it elves how it's house elves I think like Dobby this character who's um, basically these elves are um, slaves um, and uh, one of the main characters, or the secondary character, is uh, Hermione, uh, Harry's friend, and vice versa, and and she she realizes, or a sort of growing realization, that there's there's this horrible thing going on, but so many people around her, you know, they really don't care, right? They um, uh, why ruin a good thing? And there's these great arguments of you know, oh, they prefer it, they like it. You know, and we actually see this that these um, minor characters are okay with this, quote unquote, okay. Um, and 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 sort of strange, um, sort of self um, self abusing. It was interesting because it's sort of these patterns that. Uh, that that we adopt, right? It's just the way it's done, and you know, all of a sudden, here's a person who's saying, "Oh no, you know, we don't have to do that," and actually, it's not a good thing that we're doing. And <laughs> I'm trying to sort of flip it around. That on on the other side, this character Hermione, it, it, she's a troublemaker. She's a um, a poop disturber. There we go, poop, and she is. Um, I think that she could be called. Would it, would she be a social justice warrior, which really ought not 
be a thing? Like it, like how does it become an insult? But it's it becomes an insult. Like to say people who are against that. It's like how could you be against that? And and yet, you know, there are these sides that are drawn. Uh, but say what you know what happens when you realize that you're on the wrong side, right? And uh, yeah, so you're on the wrong side. And what do you do about it? Um, that 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 could be something say that undermines a character, and I I actually I approve of this. I think that that is a very you know a great thread or subplot storyline that adds depth to the character, even if they refuse. Uh, like say with the uh, Dobby situation, and you know Harry is. Harry, Harry sort of makes an individual statement with the character of Dobby, um, and I won't spoil that, but he's sort of like, you know, identifying with one versus all of, of these characters, so that there's this sort of personal expression going on. Where else am I at with this? Okay. Uh... So the unknown within, that is our topic. As I look at this book on etymology, which is as, as a segue, and so it's a segue, but it's also a, a part of the, the unknown. We use language, but say when you start looking into language and the meaning and say how words have changed and, oh, well, what's the Latin root, right? that it comes from, and start, say, playing with things along those lines. I'm just thinking of that, you know, the unknown quality of of, uh, of language. But there's the surface, but then underneath there's, you know, sharks and whales and mermaids. Right. So, uh, using that as an analogy and then transferring it over, that with how characters are operating, that there's a lot on the surface, uh, obviously, that we see, but then beneath the surface, there are these, here's that word, cophonic, uh, C-H, no, C-T-H-O-N-I-C, and it is this meaning of um, underground, it has uh, suggestions of um, underground darkness, uh, there's this sort of threat, very id id from Freud that this stuff is bubbling up and you know obviously we we have the option to to avoid it and not deal with it uh, it gets in the way it's it's all of the um, it's all it's all of the stuff that we're not talking about and in a sense to our detriment we have all of these social taboos and uh, and then say people who you know who are we're always breaking these taboos and ha ha ha, uh, but at this at the same time it it says so much about us. Uh, let's see, uh, just on Twitter, uh, s- somebody was bringing up uh, veganism, right? And I'm I'm looking for the posts about writing. You know I'm gonna that's my focus. And somebody's somebody's talk, um, talking about um, veganism, and I I did it I think I did it for a year, and and then I moved to vegetarianism for ten years, and um, it was good it was a good experience, it got me thinking about it. Let's see, um, but I, I I found myself wanting to say things, wanting to sort of address this person. Like nobody had sort of liked or shared or anything, um, and it was it was coming across a bit like the the new recruit, the um, they're born again into, you know, with you know bright eyed, was it, I want to say chipper, bright eyed, bushy tailed, and you know they're all gung ho for it, uh, right? Yeah, you know with with hopes that it will fix everything. And too, I think there's this sort of belief 
you know, that, of course, you know, we, we all get into things and we're hopeful that this is going to address the problem. Moss, what are you talking about? Uh, you know, <laughs> the cause of all our ills. Uh, right, yeah, so we get involved in something. Um, everything is kind of cultish, in a sense. But but moving on, I'm, I'm just sort of, say, thinking about uh, the drives um, say, to attach ourselves uh, to ideologies, right? We, you know, so we're, we're craving meaning um, versus not, versus addressing, you know, this um, unknown uh, within. Now it feels like it's sort of, this is sort of go, washing into um, some, some things I'd mentioned about chaos, but uh, chaos versus order. And I think, yeah, that, that's another way of looking at this unknown within, is that there is this chaotic quality um, that a character uh, has to wrestle with, because we have our better nature, and then we have our nature nature. We have our, you know, the worst, um, which is a weird thing, because if you've ever been around uh, wild animals... You know there is this socialization that goes on, and um, we had a raccoon for a couple years there, um, and you know it was it was a weird thing because there's like there was it was mostly positive, uh, but but there was always we would always come back to um, this is not <laughs> this is not a tame thing, and. Which is a, which also is a, is weird. It's it's um, uh, whereas we quote unquote are um, to to various degrees. Some people are really tamed, really trained well, and really fit in. They fit the mold. But in my book, those people are also ticking time bombs um, because we're not machines. And then there's a voice in my back going, yes, we are. <laughs> it's the unicorn um, sock puppet. And that would be great, actually, to do a, uh, a podcast episode with the, have a conversation just to, just to break things up a bit. And uh, it would be like a commentary, what is it called, when you have this sort of call and response. Anyways, yeah, discussion. Because a lot of podcasts have, say, two or more people who, you know, they're discussing the topic and one person kind of, uh, you know, burns out a bit and the other person picks it up. We shall see. But getting back to these characters, say, okay, my characters right now, uh, they, I, yeah, I can see that each of them, I'm just going through it, yeah, each of them has this thing inside of them that they are, that is motivating them, but it has this uncertain source. Like, it's it's not the smartest thing, and it's more, say, you know, gut and uh, intuition. Uh, but at, at the same time, it, it's, you know, it's it <laughs> just arguing for them that if they did everything, I'm, I'm just thinking even of writing, like if you just if you just did everything that your subconscious wanted to do, um, and now I'm, I've created an argument for myself. Yeah, Moss. What if you just what if you just followed <laughs> followed the subconscious and stopped getting in the way and stopped you know being the backseat driver, uh, you know, or the person reading the map who's you know just terrible at navigation, right? You know, oh oh, uh, turn left. No, right, right, turn right. Uh, but, but, um, I don't know about you, but I've, I've gotten into situations where I've, I've lost control and, um, this, this chaos is happening and, but I'm a part of it. Like I, I instigated something and, um, 
and, and I'm but and I'm confused. I'm like, where is this coming from? This this behavior, um, it seems irrational, but often, actually, always like I'm sort of going back and and I'm I'm going, you know, oh my gosh, yeah, um, like I was in a bad mood, or something like that, and I was attempting to um, do something that I didn't want to do at that time when I ought to have been, I don't know, you know, writing or I ought to have been just, um, uh, not pushing so hard, something like that. Uh, characters, they're going to have rational moments and that that is going to help make them more human, that, um, more realistic so that there will there will be these impulses uh, that are not always good, uh, you know. Say it's not. Even say that what I'd mentioned earlier about the phobias and fears, such as say, uh, running away from a responsibility, which I have one character doing, actually right now, that. They have this social responsibility, and they can just feel that it's the wrong thing for them. Really, I keep I keep thinking that it's it's it, we're back to want versus need, and there's an argument there. Like like in in the situation of the character I have, they. You know, is it that they want to be um, doing things for their family, right? That's the obligation. Um, but that they need to be free. It's it, it's a weird thing with this definition of is it want or is it need. Um, there's this definite conflict between the two sides. The the way that you should be versus the the way that you are. For that would be one way. Of spinning it, if, so it's it's not so cut and dry, uh, as far as want and need. I think that's a starting place, and then, as I'm working on this character, um, it's into I'm I'm getting I'm getting to the point where my characters. It's best if I consider them real people, because, you know, as as much as I can, there's always going to be that resistance. <laughs> They're not real. Uh, okay, so this character I'm dealing with, uh, he is. It's the it's a classic runaway, um, which would be cliche. Uh, un, you know, unless you tip it upside down, move it about, and give give it some facets and edges and stuff to make it you know unique and and but also to resonate and um, connect with this character they don't really know why why they have this desire to you know break free to run away join the circus um, they're not joining the circus <laughs> but they are they are um, you know okay that's it I got to get out of here and um, there are also external um, considerations that there's there's a relationship that would be negatively affected if they stayed, you know. So there's that, there's that motivation, but it's not it's not everything, right? At the core of them, they have this sort of uh, I want to say call of the wild, and I've said it um, that that there's yeah that there's something um, motivating them, but the question there is like, is it is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Are they being lured into some kind of um, trap. What do I mean by that? Uh, um, say, life experience, reading, lots. Uh, you know, people end up on the wrong side. You know, they, they get fascinated. Or say, uh, the, the, is it om? Om fatal? Just to flip the femme fatale around, right? That it's the... Uh, um, the fatal man uh, in in noir, whether it's noir film or fiction, um, and that's an example. 
sort of a, a desire for something, and two, it doesn't have to be a person. It, it, it could be, so it doesn't have to be a person of relationship. Uh, it, it could be anything, but that, that it's not a good thing, right? You know, gambling is, you know, great, you know, until, <laughs> until you know, it, it destroys everything, uh, whatever that addiction is. Uh, just that for example, and so for my character, I'm looking at this going, is this an is this an addiction? What what is happening here? Um, which is great, right? There, there's this question, there's this mystery uh, that is that they're being lured um, out of, away from, um, into out of safety, right? And and they're the impulse is so strong that that they would leave everything that they know. Um, I mentioned the external relationship, um, someone in their family that will be negatively affected if they stay. So it, it just adds to the, okay, well, I've got to go. I really got to go now. I have a good excuse to go. Right. So we're talking about the unknown. Uh, I can speak to, say, what I've read, um, what I've uh, experienced as far as writing and with characters that, yes, studying, some teaching, and it's, it's, I don't want to say it's easy to make a character, but there are tools and steps to make what's called a round character or a three-dimensional character that, uh, that provide them with depth. But but a greater uh, greater one is 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 a sense of mystery. Um, one example would be dreams, uh, and as writer we get to define. But in a way that it's, it's not realistic. For example, I'm reading some Harry Potter, and the dreams that come up are they have a purpose, right? They they're somehow they're connected to the plot. Um, Harry experiences things through other people. There's a there's an I don't know if it's telepathy, but there's a, an element of um, experiencing what other people are experiencing through dreams, which is cool. Uh, but what about the dreams that have absolute you know? What about the nightmares? What about things that crop up? Um, that that don't get answered, and I want to say, oh, that's the death knell of of writing. You want to have everything connected in this big, nice machine, um, but again, that's not how that's not how writing works. Um, we're always going to have elements that uh, get set up and you know not paid off. I mean, if you want to get really, really, really picky. Um, you know the the doorknob that gets mentioned in chapter one, right? You know that's the setup. It never gets paid off. Or what about the person who's so um, <laughs> picky about their writing that they do something like that? That every single, at least as much as they can do, right? They address everything and pay it off. So much, like say, is unsaid in in writing, and we uh we go with it we agree um not everything in the room is mentioned i and too i have moments where i do that i start mentioning right i go oh yeah i want to know the room i want to get the specifics you know the what what is the wallpaper what color what what is the print uh does it have some texture to it and that is not great unless it has relevancy you know say going into a room you know i give myself on a it, when i'm what's it cognate cohesion something that when i'm thinking i you know i go oh limit it to 3 when i'm editing i say limit it to 3 i'm not always successful and it will just sort of you know come out of um, the pot it will overflow Right. So, 
the unknown. What the point I was gonna, I was wanting to make there was that um, most of what we see uh, in description uh, is not said, and you know the, the the author is pointing out certain things, but not to not to a microscopic detail. You know, detail. We're just sort of skimming over the surface, and we're really focused on the character. But even then, we're not giving everything. It's most of it is up to the reader, right? That will fill in the blanks. And I've mentioned before leaving room for the reader, uh, which is great. Um, too little, not good. Too much, not good. Goldilocks, just right. And 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 there's this deal that we make with writing, telling stories. Uh, yeah, that we're not we're not as writers we're not handing over everything. We we're not obligated to do every single detail. Uh, it's just what what is most important to to set up, right? Set up the scene, set up changes in the scene. We're moving deeper into the scene, the setting. And so we need a bit more information um, to move us along. It's kind of more like postcards, snapshots, um, still pictures. Even though things are moving along, it, it's this illusion of that. And uh, much like, say, <laughs> going, you know, has, is digital? But the thing is, is that you know, no, you know, I, I would argue that it's not. Maybe it is, but that. It's a series of, you know, stills, and to my knowledge, we're still dealing with still images. We're not, we don't have solid images. I guess that would be, um, you know, Star Trek holograms. But just just to say that, um, reading the text, it's text, right? It's it's this interpretation, and and in that there's this normality as well of. Um, we fill in the the reader fills in the blanks of uh, where you know where they are. I'm just remembering way back, and um, there were these uh, Dick and Jane um, kids books, like early early reader books, and it's like you know see Dick, see Dick run, um, and there's a dog Spot as well. Um, Jane has a ball. You know, the ball is red. Uh, right. What was my point with that? <laughs> we just, we just assume that they're on planet Earth, and you know that they're not somewhere else, um, or they're not in this kind of state where it's just them, and there's nothing else. You know, unless we see images of trees and things like that. That's another interesting connection, is when we have text and then we have images um, that, that we put the two together. We, you know, that we automatically assume, oh, this is about that. And what if it isn't? And then, of course, we have that, you know, the upset of, you know, this is not connected. My, my point, though, is that so much is so much is assumed, you know, un unless we're told otherwise. Um, save for you know Dick, Jane, and Spot, the dog. You know they're on Earth. Um, they're they're white kids. You know Euro. Don't don't say don't say Euro trash. They are, I uh, you know are you know are they European Americans? Um, you know it's it's. All of all of that, all of those situations, and then too, I can remember as a kid just being, you know, a complete sort of blur about that. Not tabula rasa, but not a blank slate, but um, just not not comparing, uh, say, to the real world, and not at, sort of asking those questions. It was just you know being sort of fed this information. Dick, Jane, and Spot are terribly important to our situation right now. 
Uh, okay, so the unknown. Uh, right, there's there are so many unknowns. We have um, we have natural fears, tendencies, things that freak us out. Uh, I think just just the other, I think it was like just yesterday. I had this feeling of I saw something, and it was complete. And, and to usually I'll see things like out of the corner of my eye or something like that. And you know, occasionally I'll I'll get uh, I'll have anxiety about nothing. And a, a person who's you know into the supernatural will be all over that and saying you know, Moss, you know, there's ghosts in your house. And um, just to steer away from that, actually, no, let's get back to that. <laughs> that's actually, that's actually um, a, a a good a good debate, a good um, question, right? To 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 ask and to define the character and where they're at with that. Uh, I'm I'm not able to go there, but I can in the sense of say the psychological, the psychological, the imagination, um, the subconscious. I can look at it that way and sort of see things like say the necessity of it from from a really primeval place that we're looking for ways to explain everything, and even though science has done this lovely thing it's also a existential it, it, you know it's it's a existential nightmare right we we don't know everything we're constantly learning new things um we're surrounded by stuff uh that is freaky like you know say just even stuff like bacteria viruses um Um, and two, I could I can say, uh, mental illnesses. Uh, I'm sure that at some point, all of literature will be examined, um, you know, by some fantastic AI, artificial intelligence, and will come up with, you know, talk about what we're writing, where where it's coming from, what it says about us. Um, what it says about our, our, our fears into our fear of the unknown um, versus uh, our fascination with wonder, right? Our, our curiosity, what is out there? Uh, limitations and boundaries serve to define us, but, but they also contain us. It's like thinking inside the box. So our characters stepping outside of that and to being forced outside of that um, it, it's great that there's a willingness but also that also that there are forces you know that are sort of shoving and pushing and you know okay it's time to go it's time to go have your adventure and uh, get out there and do that thing right the unknown looking at communities there's also this fear of the fear of the other, the fear of the unknown, and um, wanting to protect uh, enclaves. I, I remember doing a class in anthropology, and I think it was the anthropology class, and it was talking about you know how groups and just naturally that we gather together, and they might not necessarily. Um, we're not sort of thinking it, but just naturally, of course, um, gathering together uh, for um, you know, comfort, for socialization. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, but but at the root of it, there's also this um, this fear of the unknown. <clears throat> and then I'd like to just flip though quickly to the fascination. Um, why go anywhere? Why leave? Why uh, say why did our families? I'm just assuming that you're somewhere, you know, that your family has um, traveled somehow, uh, left one place and then came to another. Historically, like 
probably. I'm just thinking of, you know, what if there's somewhere where, you know, that, that the family never left, right? They were always, <laughs> all the way back from, you know, evolution. It's the, it's the one people, the one family that uh, never, never left. And uh, so they, and to even, they're, they're located by the ocean or something like that. And they, they've always uh, stayed in that location. Uh, you know, when our ancestors crawled out of the sea, uh, yeah, <laughs> they decided, no, this is a very nice beach. You know, we're going to stay here. We're going to fish here. And that there was never any desire to, to leave. That said, though, there are, um, of course, the branches that did leave. And, you know, they went off and um, did other stuff. And to probably, you know, coming back, returning, you know, hey, this is a great place you have here. All right, so fear of the unknown, a love of the unknown. <clears throat> I, I, can, I can admit to that. Um, I can admit to um, a, a desperation and a curiosity for, to understand uh, what, say, feelings and... Um, and also too say in in my situation that it was uh there were these limitations uh yeah there's this huge amount of um walls and you know silence and knowing something but you know um not you know not being able to talk about it and um so now let's see I've dug myself into this pit okay so the unknown um, and two I found myself with other people who were in the same boat in some way or another and so like I'd mentioned earlier this enclave this gathering together of, of people and that we are cultivating and encouraging and attempting to understand and it's a weird thing because I I didn't, I've, I've known that, I've not really said it, but uh, it's helpful too in sort of seeing people who are doing that, and I look at them and I, I feel empathy, and if I can say something, I will say something, and um, it, it's, also, uh, it, it's also a frightening place because you cannot... Um, you know, say, if, you know, say I was 20 and then somebody, you know, this older person came up and sort of said, you know, um, good luck or, you know, encouraged me somehow in figuring things out. And uh, it, it, it would be impossible. Like, I would probably appreciate it, but also be confused, sort of like, you know, what are you, you know, you're not my kind. <laughs> you're not my, you're not my, uh, my tribe. <clears throat> So what am I, an elder in the tribe? Uh, right. So this, this fascination with the unknown. I, and two, for myself and, and my tribe, that we've got to do that. We've got to go there. Uh, it's it's uh, essential. Um, you know, there's, there's a problem there. And uh, if we don't deal with it, that's what it is. We, we don't we're not alive, we're not, um, we're not being human, and it's a, it's a dark thing, it's a, it's a terrible, um, it's a terrible journey, it's, it's not, you know, uh, not something, there's a question there too, it's like, well, why would you, why would you do that, why would you go there and, you know, ask those questions and be looking in there, um, was it, say, I think it was Nietzsche, I'm gonna butcher it, but uh, Nietzsche, Nietzsche said, <clears throat> you know, careful of looking into the abyss, um, um, or because you might become it, something like that. And that's part of it. But I, th in, in say, in the way I'm looking at it, is is that there's this desire to um, comprehend and understand, and yeah, and. Let's see the, the the fascination. In in the negative sense, 
it, it's it's taking us. Um, we are becoming more ourselves when we address that part of ourselves. When when we look, when we shine a light, say for example, when we illuminate, and um, are able to understand and comprehend and. Um, so that's one part of it, and then the other part of it is, is the the beautiful journey, right, and the adventure of it. <clears throat> um, because it's, you know, of course, it's not all bad, and there's wonderful things to see and wonderful things to do. I'm thinking of as well for the quality of writing and, uh, say, the characters that we're, these point of view characters we live through but also that that we are going on that journey, um, we are having those experiences, which is a weird thing, <clears throat> because, like, say, on the outside, I, I can understand why people are be sitting there going, you know, why are you doing this thing? Why are you writing? Um, but also knowing it, because they read books. I, but it's I guess it's the, it's the impetus of doing the thing, Right. Instead of just say consuming it, that you know we're we're attracted to more than that. We've got to be involved in it. We have to know how. Um, and two, I know that for some people that's not as important, understanding how it works, but it's more the doing of it and the the creating the creativity. <clears throat> okay, so um, the unknown. And this, this difference between the, the two sides. So, uh, characters have options about how they're going to interpret the unknown. And I personally like turning those, subverting the expectation, and something like a Harry Potter character, um, Hagrid, who has this fascination with monsters and who is seeing the the beauty in in these horrific things and um is showing compassion as well um, you know to monsters and you know monsters are monsters why would you why would you treat them with affection as like you know these um horrible pets uh so there's this quality to the character that is awesome and you know makes it makes him so likable but at the same time it's uh it's it's not a uh it's not a quality like say i've i've met people who are similar right that they're on the sort of fringe of danger and yet they're the most wonderful people in the world but that they have you know there's just something about them that is not quite, um, you know, it, it's sort of like, you know, can't you just, you know, be everything else with this one part that of yourself that is, um, dangerous and, and it's, it's, it's a danger. Let's see. I'm trying to think of an example. I've got a couple examples, but I don't want to, I don't want to say anything, but just, you can imagine just someone who's like Hagrid in that sense. Who's Hagrid? Hagrid is the groundskeeper in Harry Potter's um, at Harry Potter's school, uh, Hogwarts, this castle, and uh, he's a half giant, great big lovable guy, and and too old, apparently old friend of the family, very supportive, um, and had, you know takes care of Harry. There's also that quality as well, I guess, too, that he's half giant, and giants are very played in the in the story as being um, negative, if not difficult, and so I guess it's that that's how it, it manifests for um, Hagrid, is that uh, through his his love of monsters, for that's you know that's kind of his giant side um, personality. And, and and two giants in the Harry Potter universe are are violent, violent and aggressive, and versus Hagrid, who's very um, 
does you know <laughs> from what from what we know he's he's very he's adorable um but he's also dangerous right he he plays with fire that's a great example just that's a very simple you know example the the people and kids who play with firecrackers yeah the kids who play with firecrackers i remember and we're told we're told you know don't you know don't hold it in your hand right but of course we're holding it in our hands and we're throwing them at each other like grenades like the stupid idiots that we are and that's a great example you know of <laughs> you know of of being um you know fascinated with this dangerous thing uh they're fun and wonderful right and and apparently they also drive you know pets up the wall um, fireworks, firecrackers, and two people with um, uh, who have you know traumatic uh, backgrounds with uh, like you know they're from a, a war zone or something and and uh, not not great vets I guess too would be there uh, who had seen combat. Okay, so as the clock ticks down, yes, we're almost there. So characters and the unknown. And I'm arguing for things that are bubbling up outside of them, inside of them, sorry, and but that are are getting out and not necessarily so constructed and known. And, and say during, especially the first draft, or say where you're exploring uh, characters, that that there are parts of them that can't be explained, that there are. Um, it's it's so great too to sort of watch a character wrestling with a part of themselves that is for them is a nightmare. It's not a smooth, easy ride, but that they have an identity that's in contrast with um, this other part of themselves. And so I'm thinking of I mentioned, I think I mentioned racism, but it, it's say anything. Um, Anything that is say socially related that would um, mess with being around people communicating, I always go to, back to again to childhood and playing with other kids and that we're not sort of looking at each other and saying, "Well, you're different. I'm not going to play with you." It's like you know, so no. It's like you're a kid. We're going to play, right? <laughs> that's that's the job, right? Um, as yeah, okay. Uh, and, and then later we have all of these sort of social divisions, gender divisions, and um, let's see, say for my, for my characters, one, one, of, one of the big things that I'm dealing with, I've mentioned many times, is at the, um, where I am, the, the city where I am, and the, the sort of um, uh, silence, which reflects my own situation, but it's this sort of social silence. We're not going to discuss, you know, these issues. Um, and part of it is me finding a way to, to do that. He's like, yeah, we're going to have a fun adventure, um, drama, etc., a bit of comedy in there, um, but we're also going to tackle... Um, this issue, and then that's me on the sly, and the not so sly. Um, but but uh, just to end with it, that's my example of of the unknown, and just say, you know, growing up in a situation, and I had no idea. Of course, you know, you 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 know, you're you grew up in something, and the normalizing of something, and then this slow it's painfully slow realization of um say injustice and uh, but also how that defines me right that say you you go along with things and it says so much about you know who you are and what what you stand for and so weird to be looking across the aisle as it were um at at the other side and the fear that um the fear that they're living with my my fear is that 
my fear is that I am them. <laughs> so we're both afraid, right? I don't want to be that type of person, right? I don't want to. But the thing is, I know that's what's going on. I know I'm part of it. And I know that uh, um, it's a really freaky thing. And uh, it's upsetting. It's frightening. But yeah, at, at least I've got enough of an ability to do something. And yeah. And two, I'm stuck with, you know, the the value and the validity of it and how much. Um, right. So as we're in the last five minutes, characters and the unknown. It's, it's, it's a great thing to start with, I think, because over the span of the, the book, the novel, um, short story, um, the, there's this question of who they're going to be, and there's this wrestling match, and, and also to watch them lose. Um, you know, it could even be that they lose friends, family, Right, this really quote unquote important stuff. Um, right, yeah, and but what what are you going to do? Can you live with that? Can you you know, can you be around uh, those people, um, or is it so bad that you have to you know, um, at least limit uh, what is it called, FaceTime experience um, situations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is is there a way to have a middle ground? Is you know is there, um, but but also, uh, yeah. Sometimes that's that's impossible. The unknown, though. Um, best to end on a positive note. Um, that there are gems there, and there are uh, wonderful things that happen um, that are awaiting uh, the character, um, the, these point of view characters. There's, there's a pleasure there. And, and I think it has to do with this sort of the, the, the rise of the terrible unknown versus the rise of the wonderful unknown. Um, you know, the, the, the stuff we fear, uh, there's a reason why we, you know, we're not leaving the house, we're not leaving the farm, we're not leaving the, you know, the neighborhood. Um, and, and yeah, you know, we're, we have to encounter those things through our writing, through our point of view characters, um, through our protagonists, uh, and and yet, um, you know, we go through the, you know, the dark valleys, and then we have that, you know, the high, the high hills. Uh, that's not quite. I'm not quite. <laughs> that's. Anyways, you know what I mean. That. Um, the, uh, the the unknown, is, is. Uh, ready and waiting, and uh, that we have to go through both, right? After a terrible encounter, we're going to have an awesome encounter that makes it all worthwhile. Um, yeah, it's so interesting, too, this, you know, to have these, you know, the rising and the falling and the rising again and the falling. And it's, a, it's good to be aware of it rather than um, not. I can remember starting off writing and... It was great because I, I kind of knew. I was like, this is awesome. But I also knew that how much I didn't know, right? And it was, but it was just so much potential. And uh, I really did have a great time. And, um, uh, but I also, even now looking back, going, you know, saying, glad I had that experience. Um, but I also, but it, was, it was definitely personal, right? It was definitely... Um, it was definitely for me, and just sort of sh showing. It's like you know, look, there's a whole world inside. <clears throat> How are we doing? Oh, almost there. Um, the unknown. Um, it becomes known. Uh, the unknown becomes known, but it's it's a question of uh, what our characters, uh, you know, can they, um, can they handle it? Should they handle it? Uh, 
uh, it would be interesting too to have a character who can't right and who who never does maybe that they try um, but they fail and that's a that's a story for another time all right thanks for listening and take care <laughs>